Hey friends, it's Asa Trenting Boy, and we meet again for tonight's HK Happy Hour. Can you guys believe it? Monday was another milestone for Lab, and now they're at 1700 episodes. I honestly can't believe how this show has started since 2017 and we're months away to 2023. I remember I was resisting the show because I really enjoyed the previous one, Awegazi Basiyaptik, Come Home Love Dinner at 8. And I felt that the show ended abruptly and I always felt that this show didn't provide the stability it could offer compared to Hoisam Chuk one. Which to me, thinking that cast members not knowing how many more episodes can the show go on led them to looking outwards to other shows and projects. And because there were so many loose ends to the stories, I was very resistant to watching this version, Hoisam Chuk One, because I assumed it would be another experimental 30-minute sitcom based on views, which depended the longevity of the show. It's still the same, but at least the writing and stability is better than the predecessors. I remember resisting the series and gave in when I saw my brother watching an episode where Tornado became a ghost, and that storyline got me reeled into the show since then. There are still times that Horse and Truck One still has the streak for boring episodes, but this sitcom is my go-to series that I can always fall back on. And to celebrate the 17th episode, Beisu Dai Lun Dao, we're going to talk about Max and his potential downfall with Luna. And this episode made me realize that Max is a person that is always being eaten by women from Jenny to Luna. And if you think about it, they are essentially Yang Hei essence vampires. You know you're an OG if you remember Jenny's episode of her cup young hey within the Jeep Long Mail Workers. And Luna's name itself is a dead giveaway illustrating how much of a young hey vampire and her character reveals itself as she is always giving a private show throughout the night for Max to release his stress. We've seen Max out of young hey when his ex-wife left him and he went through a long slump to a point where he was even demoted and became a butcher at the frozen meat factory. And several hundred episodes later, we now see a prominent Yeonghae vampire taking out his essence again and literally ruining his flow and performance at Deep Long Tap Tune. I will have to say it was so clever of him on how he orchestrated Luna into meeting the requirement as his executive assistant while bypassing red tape that was provided by his father. I was so surprised by the plot twist because I was so sideswiped and convinced by Mike and Elton's performance to win the competition. And I was anticipating that this would be Elton John's glow up and finding his purpose in his career at Deep Long. I was also rooting for Linda to finally be able to fong to some Mogando style and have that successful win like how Max and his mom has always had their own spies at Deep Long. First things first, I would be disappointed if they end the storyline with one episode where they wrap up with Luna getting fired because of his poor performance levels. I felt it's way too easy for him to walk out of this self-inflicted problem and have little consequences, which has always led to him having low learning curve and making the same mistakes with his love life and family relationships. I find that they can create a slightly longer storyline of Max and Luna's office romance fiasco and literally having Max or Luna realizing through working together they are not compatible as they may seem to be. We've seen Max simp over Luna several times because she has either cheated on him or broke up with him during his fake relationship with Rebecca. So it will be interesting to see the tables flip with Max breaking up with her 
because she doesn't have a good purpose for him. And at times I find her having bad intentions, so I wonder why she was so ecstatic to be his assistant. When really, she is really overqualified in terms of her education and status. And as a socialite, this screams as a faux pas and shame to the family. Perhaps she has other motives? Let me know what potential tricks she has up her sleeve on Instagram at hk.happyhour. And by default, she is just sus to me. And you all know I'm not even a fan of Max as he treats his siblings poorly for the most part. But because he is putting her as an executive assistant, she can literally take away a lot of things from Max while also being able to ruin Deep Loan because she has a lot of access to projects and documentations. Heck, she can give him another dance and blindly ask him to sign something, which leads to Max ruining the Jeep Long legacy. And that would be an interesting moment where Longa Loklan again, because it will be their second time being poor again. On the other hand, if the intention is to not bring down Jeep Long, Luna has the upper hand for controlling the narrative post-breakup because she can manipulate and threaten Max's career through exposing him to the media and portray him as a pervert or whatnot, or has an odd addiction to needing private chair dance sessions or sue him for sexual harassment at the workplace, which thereby jeopardizing his own career over his decision of having his girlfriend as his assistant. To me, since his family is based on nepotism, he does not get hurt financially and his career can always be revived since he can always have a backseat role or just have his position on hold until certain timeline passes. And at the same time, his family has the money to control media as well, so he can also have his own narrative delivered too. But for 99.99% people like us, we can't afford to take that risk as we do not have the privilege to do it. Nor is it something I would even think about either because there is more loss than gain in an average Joe's perspective. As the saying goes, you don't shit in your own backyard when it comes to office romance. And I've witnessed sticky situations that have gone south and lot it goes to show that love can bring out the inner beast in a person. And it can reveal how one can be immature and it is shown through love when it doesn't end well. As much as you can enjoy the work drama with a bag of chips and grape soda, you don't want this to happen because it ruins workflow and the work environment becomes toxic and at times dangerous. We see a lot of couples created at Deep Loan because it's convenient for weaving stories together, but we've seen how sour it can become, especially when we all learned that Steel Face Chan didn't really have any feelings for Rebecca. And he wasted a lot of time, which she could have spent with another person that loves her, and that affected her confidence and trust when it comes to love. And I don't blame her for that. No one deserves to be treated like that. And we've seen the outcome of Rebecca acting like a petty crocker at work with her revenge towards Steelface Chen. And I'm glad he took all the revenge like a boss and tried to explain to his colleague to have compassion and empathy for her because of what he did to her. And we all know that people like Teet Min Tan is that rare 1% actual gentleman. So good luck with that in real life. And it's so important to always have a risk assessment when you encounter any temptations with a potential office romance. Are you guys for office romance or prefer to have a significant other outside of work? Did you have a sour experience with dating a colleague in the past? Let me know your thoughts on Instagram at hk.happyhour and until next time, we are gonna catch up with y'all in the next HK Happy Hour. Thursdays at 8pm Pacific Time, this is Asa Jarantine Woy and I'm signing off. See ya next week!